That's right. Dream Infringement is a super squad of three fantastically close friends. So close, we've shared each other's deepest, darkest secrets, but you'll never hear them because this is radio, and you don't tell secrets on the radio. That's the number one rule when they gave us our radio show host handbook when we first started a show. Right, Emily? Yeah, they were like, no secret telling. No matter how hard how hard it is, no matter how much you want to, don't tell your secrets. You'll regret it. Yeah, the number one rule of KSKQ is don't talk about your secrets. Also, the number one rule of KSKQ is not don't tell about your secrets. That's something that I think <laughs> we need I to just close. <laughs> what? Is not don't tell about your secrets. <laughs> oh, is not don't tell about your secrets? <laughs> yeah, sorry for the double negative. Speaking of double That's negatives. That's right. KSKQ did not do any of that. <laughs> That's true. We have to say that. So we have a weekly theme that we just shoot into your ears Ow. via the radio. And that theme is going to have some stories and some songs. And Emily, why don't you, I'm going to let you take the reins here All as right. we, as we gallop gallop our way into the hearts of our listeners wow we're shooting things into their ears and galloping into their hearts in my mind we're like cowboys like on a you know in the on a dusty trail it's like a whole like um just audio visual assault or just bodily assault it's not i guess it's not visual we can't do anything to your eyes an audible an audible assault an audible assault yeah uh, yeah, right. and we're just we're we're making our way through the frontier of radio mm. um, to deliver a very special message to you, and Emily's gonna take the reins, like I said. <laughs> Ye- yeehaw! Yeehaw! <laughs> well, let's giddy up and talk about the theme, which this week it's all about the news. But not the stuff you've been hearing, because that stuff is depressing. And yeah, but it's not like good news. It's somewhere between good and bad. It's the it's the third kind of news, which is just weird news. Yeah, it's the third. It's the it's uh, third. The third news. It's not something you're going to see on mainstream media, but it's not something that you're going to see, you know, in conspiracy media. Right. I imagine it like a triangle, <laughs> and each point is a point of kind of news. Yes. yes. And so if you, you know, if if you ever at any point find yourself in, the, in a safe situation where you are somewhere that even, cl- like, in any way resembles a dinner party, which many of us are very much estranged from that concept, but... I would say, you know, the the line at the grocery store, that's the new dinner party. Mm. And uh, through your muffled masking sounds, maybe, just maybe, you will have remembered something about this episode when it comes to weird news. And you might be able to share it. That's right. And inspire or even slightly, you know, freak out the person in front of you in line. Cool. Yeah, so that's that's really what we want to do. Well, you know what would be weird, Bobby? What would be weird, Emily? Werewolves in London. That would be quite a headline. 
Well, let's start things off by listening to a song all about it. What? Here's Werewolves in London by Warren Zevin. Ow. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho This news story comes to us from Wisconsin. There was a criminal complaint charging a 19-year-old woman for negligent use of a weapon. So, as far as the newspapers report, she was visiting an apartment where a 21-year-old man had brought a handgun, as one does when one's visiting friends. Witnesses allege that the woman had been drinking, and she picked up the handgun, turned on the laser sight, because apparently she was familiar with handguns. This is not something I know how to do. Um, And then pointed it to get a cat in the apartment to chase it. So it was a little creative uh, laser cat toy. However, (laughs) the gun went off. The bullet hit the owner of the handgun in the thigh. He was standing in the doorway, suddenly, ah! So he left and went to another apartment where police found him after responding to a 911 call. They don't say if he's the one who called or if someone else was like, was that a gunshot? Did I hear screaming? So I'm not sure who called that in. There's been no update on his condition and authorities say he's facing charges for violating bond conditions that were supposed to prevent him from having a weapon. So... He's in a world of hurt, physically and life-wise. This was not good for him. The woman told the police she thought the magazine had been taken out of the gun and said it accidentally went off, according to the complaint. You would think that that's something that you wouldn't assume, like that you'd want to check as you're waving it around and playing with it. Like, oh, by the way, is, I don't know, is it loaded? Or you can just, you know, find out the hard way. And no updates have been reported about the cat, who is, you know, obviously the main character in this story and the one we really care about. Here, he thought he was having, like, a a nice game of Chase the Red Dot. From the cat's point of view, this was very stressful. So, you know, and he has owners who allowed a lethal weapon to be used as a cat toy. So I'm far more concerned about the cat than the day-drinking, illegal handgun-carrying humans. Case, it needs to be repeated. This is a cautionary tale of what not to do. <laughs> Don't do that. This I didn't tell you this story for you to think that that was a good idea and then to try and do that. Don't do that. Just so we're clear. Good. The song that I have chosen to play is Nico Vega and Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. He didn't even say goodbye. He didn't take the time to Emily, what do you do uh, if you are given a mission to assassinate a threat to this country by... <laughs> I would be incredibly concerned. <laughs> so scared. Wait, you're, 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 uh, you didn't let me finish. You're, okay. you're given this mission by the U.S. Um, agricultural... Uh, 
entity within okay. this country. All right, I'm. I'm. Let's let's hear it. Let's hear what yeah. the mission is. And, okay, the, the 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 who who you're supposed to kill is not a, a farmer that has gone rogue. Thank goodness. I promise you this. It's actually an insect. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, we all, as U.S. citizens, have been given the mission uh, to kill a very beautiful uh, insect, flying insect, that is called the lanternfly. Mm. And it's actually, um, it's actually from China. Okay. okay? And so, uh, at first glance, this, this lanternfly it's it's beautiful it's it's spotted it has bright r- red wings and a little bumblebee-esque body but as the species continues to trek across the u.s federal and state officials have u- a unified message are you ready to hear that message emily i'm ready okay if you come across the insect kill it Oh no, I'm looking at a picture of it and it is beautiful. Yeah. It looks like a beautiful spotted butterfly. Don't let its beauty fool you. This thing has the potential of dis- bringing down our country, destroying uh destroying, I don't know, uh democracy. The agriculture. <laughs> the agriculture, yes. Um democracy. <laughs> So the lanternfly, it's an invasive species from China, um, and it wreaks havoc on agriculture. They're not harmful to us as humans. They're not going to bite us or sting us like, you know, murder hornets. Okay. You know, so so in that way, there's nothing, but they're the silent killer, okay? Oh, they no. threaten everything from oak to walnut to poplar trees to Ooh. grapes, almonds to fruit orchards, basically like all of you, all of you uh, non-dairy dr- uh, drinkers, you know, who have decided to just consume other kinds of like uh, non-dairy, you know, white drinks. Uh, you're, and you said all of you, but that includes us. Includes us. We don't. We're. Drink I'm scared. I'm. Either. I'm genuinely worried. Oh, you're afraid. Okay. Yes, I'm genuinely worried. Um. So yeah, it, it was first detected in the U.S. Um, in Pennsylvania, actually, in 2014, uh-huh. but it has now spread to at least nine states primarily in the northeast and it's growing in numbers it's been spotted in new york city um so so this is kind of like this is the government's last ditch effort like i don't think it i don't this isn't like we just started seeing these cute little bugs like a couple weeks ago so everybody put on your you know combat boots and start stomping they're what they're saying is this thing's been here since 2014 it's out of our control. We thought that it would like, I don't know, get eaten by the pigeons in New York or something, but it didn't it didn't pan out. It didn't happen like we thought it would. So nothing ever does. Yeah, so start it. so start killing. It is your it is your citizens your civil duty to do this. Do you get paid for it? You don't. You just have the uh you just have the the, you know, internal like um Satisfaction. satisfaction that you've done something good i wonder how china deals with it since it i i have the i have no answer for that emily i'm sorry but um there are as the result of this in the modern social media age that we live in there are many i am guessing millennials <laughs> i can't see anyone else doing this posting 
um, many posts and tweets and whatnot where people are like bragging about their civil duty being fulfilled, uh, taking pictures of these bugs being like squashed. Um, so that's so that's something that's happening. That's that's your weird news, uh, your weird insect slash agricultural news. Thanks, Bobby. Yeah, um, it's a it's a real threat. I don't really see it, you know, I don't see it completely taking down all of human society at this point. But then again, there's a lot of things that seemed harmless that are taking down, you yeah. know, modern society. So we have a lot to contend with. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, as, as, you know, as citizens of this country who are able to enjoy the comforts of living in you know, the United States of America. Uh, I, I won't tell you to do this because we don't do calls for action, but maybe, you know, for me personally, I Googled this insect. I'm going to keep a lookout for it. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I got the eagle eye on this insect. If I see it, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to just like decide in the moment, you know, do what the spirit moves me to do. Okay. So. That's all I have to say about that. Um, in the meantime, I have a song that I'd like to play. That song is called Oblivion, and it's by Grimes. This story comes from our neighbors up north, that's right, Seattle, where residents on Ballard Avenue are protesting a new construction project that's happening in a busy area of the city. A homeowner was looking to expand and build a second story onto their existing residence. However, that residence is an RV that has been parked on the street for an undisclosed period of time. Though I personally have seen double-decker buses that have been repurposed as sort of a traveling home, these vehicles are specifically constructed to be a, a two-story conveyance. It did not involve a plywood structure inexpertly mounted to the top of an RV. There is a reason why vehicles are not made out of wood. <laughs> it's to be noted also that in viewing the pictures of this construction project that it has taken up the adjacent sidewalk with lots of building materials and other I would just call it miscellaneous debris. Concerned residents and business owners found that there's a little bit of confusion about which public agency regulates the vehicle and this building project. There's no ordinance on the books that says this is something you can't do simply because no one ever tried before, and probably pretty soon after this, there will be an ordinance in the books. This is how one person ruins the fun for everyone else. So this building project is a little bit of a game of political hot potato. Citizens have been expressing fears that this lack of initiative and uncertainty around enforcement could embolden other RV owners to follow suit because the lack of affordable housing has caused many to turn to RVs as a form of housing. Many of these are parked in more urban areas. 
Eventually, homeless outreach workers were able to contact the owner of the vehicle, who declined to provide an identity and seemed quite unhappy with the request. It was not a PG response <laughs> that he had uh, for those that spoke with him. He stated the entire upper deck and wicker patio furniture placed on top of the RV would be removed. Though his efforts at building have ceased, the structure that he had completed so far remains. And I thought it was going to be maybe like a spare bedroom, but wicker patio furniture, I don't know, maybe like a makeshift dining room, or perhaps he just wanted to sit outside, people watch, gaze at the stars. They didn't really get the full story from him as to what his intentions were with this second story addition. And it also made me wonder about Airbnb accommodations. <laughs> Be wary of descriptions for second story rooms in prime urban areas that seem strangely affordable. You might find your accommodations are a haphazardly built second story on an RV. The song is by BB King and it is I'm Working on a Building. It's a true foundation. I'm lifting up a blood stain. Bound upon the Lord. I'm having a time. Working on the building. Well, Bobby, I know that you have potty trained, help potty train children. That's a fact. Have you ever considered potty training a cow? Um, I can't say that I have. <laughs> well, scientists in New Zealand have done that very thing. Uh, it started out kind of as a, a joke question on a New Zealand radio talk show about the very real problem that we all are, I think most of us are aware of by now, that livestock waste is really bad for the environment. Oh yeah, it's not good. So they were talking about how... What can they do to um, combat the ill effects of livestock waste? And so what they did was they uh, potty trained cows to go in a mooloo. <laughs> I'm already loving the sound of that. And 11 out of 16 of the cows learned to use the mooloo when they had to go. 11 out of 16? Yeah. Let's hear those stats again, Emily. That's 11 out of 16. Cows were trained to Dude. use the mulu. I don't know what we're doing. That's true. Uh, and they said that the cows are at least as good as children, age two to four, and at least as quick. So they, they oh, they only had 15 days. Well, do they wash their hands and um, close the lid to the toilet? seat and uh turn the lights off because i have a four-year-old that might be willing to challenge that um that kind of bathroom etiquette that they're saying that the cows have <laughs> yeah i don't think they it's it's not that kind of a situation it's made for the cows so oh i was picturing like a giant toilet <laughs> with like black cow spots on it sorry it's a little less fantastical no oh, thanks emily 
Well, anyway. And then the cow like walks out of the the mulu and it has like a long piece of toilet paper on the bottom of its hoof. Yes, please. That has to have happened, right? I'm I'm sure I'm sure something close to that happened. Um anyway, so urine contains nitrogen and when that's mixed with sorry guys, feces, it becomes ammonia, which is an environmental issue with acid rain and other problems and it can taint water with nitrates and create um, nitrous oxide so and cows they pee a lot so a single cow can produce about eight gallons of urine a day so that's a lot of nitrous oxide being you know just in the environment not good not good mm-hmm. so so yeah they trained them to go in the moo loo um, but they only will urinate in them and they do not defecate in them. So this is a urinate mulu only. Um, I'll accept it. So yeah, that's what they, that's what they did. I'm not really sure what they do with the urine. I guess it's just good that it's not all over the ground. We don't, I'm not sure. It's not for us to know. There was no follow up with this article it's a pretty new study so maybe just the fact that they trained the cows it feels like they got sidetracked right they're like yeah what do we do with this urine like oh my goodness we potty trained cows (laughs) i mean that's pretty amazing it is if that was your end game and you did that that's amazing yeah yeah well they did and they can Mm -hmm. so next time you are driving through the country and you see some cows and you're like, look at those dumb animals just standing there eating grass. That's, that's all. Nice. That's all they can do. <laughs> Next time you think that, think again, because those dumb animals are capable of going potty in a designated area. So, uh, based off of what I just said, we're gonna play a song, and that song, Emily, you want to introduce it? Sure. It's "Going Up the Country" by Canned Heat. September has rolled around, and that means the 31st Ig Nobel Awards have happened. That's right. September 9th, the 10 new Ig Nobel Prize winners were introduced. So this is a satiric prize awarded annually since 1991 to celebrate 10 unusual or trivial achievements in scientific research. Its stated aim being honor achievements that first make people laugh and then make them think. The name of the award is a pun on the Nobel Prize, which it parodies. So our 10 lucky winners from 2021. So the winner in biology was a team who analyzed variations in purring, chirping, chattering, trilling, tweedling, murmuring, meowing, moaning, squeaking, hissing, yelling, howling, growling, and other modes of cat-human communication. What is tweedling? Are my cats tweedling? I don't know. I'll have to find out what that is and if they do it. Okay. For ecology, 
they use genetic analysis to identify the different species of bacteria that reside in wads of discarded chewing gum stuck on pavements in various countries. Well, that must have been interesting. In chemistry, this team was chemically analyzing the air inside movie theaters to test whether the odors produced by an audience reliably indicate the levels of violence, sex, antisocial behavior, drug use, and bad language in the movie the audience is watching. So I did read through this one, and I am no scientist, but my conclusion is that their conclusion was well, maybe it does, but we couldn't show terrifying movies to small children, so our data is incomplete. Okay, in economics, discovering that the obesity of a country's politicians may be a good indicator of that country's corruption. And this was based on 15 post-Soviet states. The results suggest that physical characteristics of politicians, such as their body mass index, can be used as proxy variables. I don't like that. It's an interesting study. I don't like it though. Medicine, demonstrating that certain SCX happenings can be as effective as decongestant medicines at improving nasal breathing. So you can check out that Vicks VapoRub. <laughs> and uh, yeah, leave it at that. Okay, in peace, testing the hypothesis that humans evolved beards to protect themselves from punches to the face. How much punching would you have to do before your body sprouts protective hair? Um, okay, physics, conducting experiments to learn why pedestrians do not constantly collide with other pedestrians. Kinetics, this is a completely separate team of different people. <laughs> for conducting experiments to learn why pedestrians do sometimes collide with other pedestrians. Probably because they're texting. Entomology, a new method of cockroach control on submarines. Well, good, I wouldn't want to be on a submarine with hordes of cockroaches either. Transportation, determining by experiment whether it is safer to transport an airborne rhinoceros upside down. I did read this study and they decided that suspension by the feet for 10 minutes did not impair pulmonary function more than did lateral recumbency on a tranquilized black rhinoceros. So I don't know why you'd want to transport one upside down. I'm sure there's benefits. I did not find that in the article, but just that you could if you wanted to and they would survive it for 10 minutes at least. So that was the list of Ig Nobel winners for 2021. That list never disappoints. The song I'm playing is Stuck to You by Josh Ritter. It is not love that makes the flowers grow, but a complex electron transfer process known as photosynthesis when chlorophyll reacts to the light of day. Since you're gone, the light is gone away. So for a lot of people, finding love is difficult. Yeah, it, it, uh, it can be a challenge in this day and age. I mean, there are many websites and apps that are dedicated to helping people find love or something like it. And um, yeah, and it's a, it's a moneymaker, which means that they're not really finding love. 
That's true. It's tough here on Earth, isn't it, Bobby? Maybe that's the problem. Maybe it is. And maybe you would like to hear about a lady named Abby Bella from London who found love with an extraterrestrial. I don't believe it. Well, she claims that she fell in love with an alien. And she started off by saying that she has, like many people, tried to find love here on Earth, and it hasn't worked out. She's done the apps. She's done the... Uh, the, the speed dating. She's done it all. Uh, she joked online one day about wanting an alien to abduct her. And then she said that before long she began to have dreams of a white light. And then on May 31st of this very year, Bella says she heard a voice in her dream. It commanded her to wait in the usual spot. (laughs) (laughs) Bella said that she'd never heard the voice before, and yet she knew what it meant. If if, If someone told me wait in the usual spot, and then that was it, I'd probably go to like 7-Eleven. <laughs> but you never go there. But to me, that's like the usual spot. <laughs> I would be so, I mean, first of all, terrified. But in the event <laughs> that I was not terrified, I would be just riddled with anxiety about where the usual spot was. Even if I knew where it was, I would still like guess and second guess myself. Well, you know, I would guess myself. That's not a saying. I would just second guess myself. You know where I would. You know where I would. I would go the usual spot. Actually, if I the the place that I spend more time in than my own home, the bathroom. No, than my own home. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know where. where? Thanks, Em. Thanks for uh, revealing. I thought we said we weren't going to reveal any deep dark secrets, Emily. <laughs> the marriage. You know what I mean. It, what's her name? Bella? Bella, you're that's what this is what you can expect. I mean, but with an alien. So get used to that. <laughs> no, I would say Albertsons, um, the cold f- freezer, like the, the drink free uh fridge, uh where they have the yerba mates. Oh yeah, you do you do go there a lot. <laughs> so that's my usual spot. Okay, well Bella's usual spot was um she just sat next to her open window. So apparently that was it. <laughs> So she waited, and as she began to fall asleep around 12.15 a.m., a flying saucer swept into view. Before Bella knew it, she wasn't in her bedroom any longer. She said, there was a bright green beam which transported me to the UFO. Most might be alarmed by such a turn of events, but not Bella. She says, I'm one of those people who all my life have had weird encounters. So. Like with aliens or just in general? Just in general maybe so it could have been it, it so when she was like i cannot find a man on god's green earth is there anyone out there i mean bigfoot might have answered yeah that's true yeah or the mothman oh boy that would be scary <laughs> so anyway uh bella says that she encountered five aliens in the ufo they were tall and slender but she couldn't make out their true forms she says i couldn't see them clearly and they telepathically said i'm not ready to see them in their true form but from what i could see they had a slight green hue 
and big black eyes with human features such as eyebrows. And she drew a sketch of them. Okay. Uh, yeah, they have big eyes with irises. She wasn't frightened. No, she was love struck. She said, there was one who connected with me, describing the feeling as being in love times 100. She didn't get his name, but she felt exactly the same. So, uh, the alien in their brief time together told her that dating a human is taboo, um, but he is willing to break the rules for her. And Bella wasn't sure that she wanted to leave planet Earth and never look back. So, apparently he told her that she could go with them, uh, but she didn't want to go just in case they took her forever. (laughs) So... She was only there for 20 minutes. Oh, my. Talk about a long-distance relationship. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, boy. Probably oh, boy. With the jokes tonight. Um, yeah. So she understands that a Earthling-alien relationship might not be for everyone. Uh, but she hopes to be a pioneer in this field and normalize interplanetary love. Oh, that's great. That's great. So there you go. Yeah. And, and, you know, you might be saying, why on earth, what on earth would she have in common with an alien? I mean, what is, what is a humanoid have in common with a, an outer space species, you know, but love finds a way. Yeah. You know, and, um, it's okay that she fell in love with, with this alien. That's okay. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's hurting anybody. No, it's not hurting anyone. In fact, it's bringing lots of joy, especially for us. So um, we have a song that we want to play. Okay. It's by Dear Nora. Mm. Okay. And in the, in the name of love, falling in love, here is to fall is not to fail. Well, folks, as Porky Pig would say, that's all. You didn't do the stutter. I feel like it's in poor taste. Emily, please, don't tell, don't tell me it's over. It can't be over. I, there's still so much I have to say. So much I want to share with the listeners. We need them. They need us. You'll have to wait till next week, Bobby dear. Okay. In the meantime, stick around with, so stick around, hold on, let me start over. (laughs) Stick around for World Music Journey with Sophia Blanton. Sophia Blanton. So stick around for that, and we're going to play you out with one last song. This is for all the young folks out there. This is, (laughs) what? Nothing. (laughs) So... It's okay. It's because we're old. We're 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 over. We're in our mid thirties almost, and you know we're talking to all of you. Um, you know, alpha generation. Right. Oh goodness. Okay. This is Selena Gomez with Bad Liar. Okay. Bye, everyone. Sayonara. I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying.